Welcome to the Doghouse. I'm Diana. And I'm David. It's Riverdale, Season 6, Episode 19, Chapter 114, Witches of Riverdale. When several of their own fall prey to Percival's latest plan, Cheryl calls upon fellow witch Sabrina Spellman for help. Elsewhere, Percival gives Reggie an ultimatum. It got dumber, Diana. It did get dumber. <laughs> it got a lot dumber. There's... A good chunk of this episode that is adorable. Yeah, playful and fine. But oh, hun. <laughs> um, this that like it's the the thing that bugs me the most is the retconning of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Like, no, and I didn't love when Sabrina came the other time. And honestly, mostly it's because at no point had we previously established. That Sabrina Spellman is in the same world as Riverdale. Like they did that in Sabrina, but we never did that on Riverdale. And so it just is like, this is pathetic and annoying. Okay, Okay, we did it, but we did it in the most underhanded way possible, which is Heather is a librarian in Greendale. Well, no, we've had references to Greendale. That's fine. But we've never had, like, there was never like a a cheeky cutscene or something. Where Sabrina just happens to be at Pops and she doesn't interact with anybody, but she's there. Or like they pat they go to the comic book diner shop in Greendale because you know Jughead's such a massive comic book fan, he would have been there. So like they never did that at any point. So it's just it's obnoxious. Oh, it's it's terrible. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't love it. We know why. We know why. But this episode is, all right, whatever. So we start this episode in a graveyard. We're uh, mourning the loss of uh, Roseanne Blossom. And while we're getting this little bit of narration, we get the first official acknowledgement in show that Jughead is narrating. That (laughs) this narration we've been getting this entire series is, in fact, Jughead. Well, or is it? I mean, who the fuck knows? It is because he start he starts more frequently using I statements. Mm. So it's it's like, but this is the first time he's referred to himself as the narrator, which is kind of cool and interesting. They're at the grave, then Percy and Frank show up, and Jughead's narration lets us know this is all pretend. Uh, yes, the people died. But we've got them in deep freeze with Dr. Kirtle, um, because the survivors are, we got a plan. Baby Anthony didn't die. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're going to try and get us resurrected. But mm-hmm. we got we to gotta play sad for everybody. And, you know, then we cut directly to Alice on TV reporting that it was the rival gangs, the serpents and the ghoulies that caused all these deaths and while alice is going on betty just turns off the tv he's like nice cover story mom <laughs> and so then we get into the conversation where we confirm that not all the firstborns are dead we can again we state that baby anthony is still with us but also kevin kevin's a firstborn betty asks him this and so yeah this why, is- why is kevin still alive we <laughs> won't find out until just another moment. Well, let's find out another moment. I, I, it would have been more interesting if he had a sibling he didn't know about. Oh, there was so many ways they could have played. That would have been great. But they, they took 
the dumbest route. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I'm fine if the official reason is Percy wanted to fuck with Kevin. I'm fine with that. That's totally makes sense in Percy's world. But to follow the logic, it would have to, like, I would love to have spent at least an episode toiling away. It does Kevin have a possible sibling he doesn't know about. We've never met his mom. <laughs> oh, we don't know. Uh, but as I told you, Diana, you need to think in the dumbest possible manner for these next few episodes. I refuse. I refuse. Uh, Heather reminds everyone that, you know, the multitasking witch is coming. Um, she was known as cheerleader by day, queen of hell by night. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yep. And, you know, they know all kinds of different resurrection rituals, but this one... They only got three days, so they got to get going. Betty starts drinking a lot. It's already been two and a half days. It's Yeah, like the clock is seriously ticking. That's the other thing about this episode. All of this happens within about eight hours of this deadline. Yeah, I'm all right with that. <laughs> so then we have a, a, a little scene, you know, just a little bit later. Kevin and Betty are talking and Kevin says, you know, I, I, I feel like Percival wants to punish me for betraying him. And Betty's like, what's worse than death by a biblical plague? And Kevin's just like, you don't know, I'm like, I do, which is why I'm going to leave. Um, just being here puts y'all at risk. And she's like, well, where will you go? And he goes, New York. Moose is already there. And <laughs> I'm sorry. And Betty's like, I understand everyone else will too. So he goes. So now <laughs> we go to Percy's shop and Reggie's there. And apparently Reggie went to Rome to get some weapons for Percy. Um, and he had a great time, except for when he came back, all his friends were dead. <laughs> oh, Reggie. But Percy has a consolation prize. He's made him the new CEO of the casino. It's a pretty good prize in return. Yeah, it's not bad. Since Veronica is grieving. Grieving. Uh, we go back to Thornhill. Archie's mom has been calling and she's freaking out because Archie isn't calling her back. And Betty's feeling bad because she's like, I don't want to tell his mom, what's up? Well, I mean, how how do you explain what that what that means? What yeah. uh, how are you gonna how are you gonna pull that one off? He's dead, but it shouldn't be for long. <laughs> 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 yeah, that just doesn't play. And so they're just, you know, are you sure there's no other options? Veronica kind of asks the weird question of where do, where do we think they are? Like their souls. And Heather explains that Sabrina had once described it as simply the sweet hereafter. Doodly, 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 doodly. And so then we go to Archie's sweet hereafter. And it's him, which I have to say, KJ's hair is super long now in this episode. A little it's bit. A, it's a little comical. And then also he has this halo of his dark undergrowth with his hair, which is not horrible. It's just weird. But it's Archie and Betty and their two kids, Lil Polly and Lil Fred. <laughs> and Vegas the dog. It's yeah. not bingo. It's Vegas. And it's very sweet. And, you know, they're just talking about their grades. And, you know, it's just very sweet. And then we go to jugs sweet hereafter and we're back at vintage pops in the sky and jughead's got his comic books and his hamburger his comic books that 
uh, he's writing. Yeah, they're called Madhouse Glads. Mm-hmm. So in the previous little pops in the sky, it was Riverdale. Um, so like that. So that's where there's a little bit of a difference. But I, I think, you know, it's just a play on, you know, Mad Magazine and all that crap. And then we go to Tony's and, and I guess Fang's, you know, Sweet Hereafter. And it's the Serpents and the Ghoulies signing a peace treaty. So there's no more war. And Anthony is grown and he's making eyes at who I refer to as Timmy Ghoulie here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay. And then we go to Kevin. He's packing up. You know, he packs a photo of baby Anthony. And as he's getting to the door... He opens it and there's his dad with Frank and Percival comes in and is just like, I have a couple questions I'd like to ask you. Come on now. So that's not going to end well for him. That doesn't sound like the sweet hereafter for Kevin. Nope. It's definitely not the sweet after for <laughs> Kevin. It's his present hell. And then we go to Reggie. He's at the casino. He's calling over his dad, telling him, you know, hey, I'm sending a car. You're coming to the casino to roll some dice. The new CEO. And he's looking at a portrait that's been done of him, similar to the one Veronica had that he's put on the wall. It's pretty good. And then we go back to Thornhill. Cheryl opens the door and there's Sabrina Spellman with her broom. She's like, (laughs) sorry, it took a minute. Lots of turbulence in the realms. But I'm here now. What can I do to help? Cheryl is put out. Riverdale. So now we just get a whole lot of shit. Uh, We're at Thornhill. They're talking about lots of death magic. Sabrina's boyfriend got her into necromancy. Um, You know, but like he had to stay behind and they ask about this. And she's like, man, don't worry about it. (laughs) It's not important. It probably won't won't matter. I mean, it's really not. (laughs) It's not. Um, It's stupid just because she wants to bone her boyfriend again. Like that's all it really is. She's like, okay, so we need a coven of six. And Cheryl's like, well, me, Heather, and you, that's three. And then she looks at Tabitha, Veronica, and Betty, and they're like, uh, we're not witches. And like, nope. and well, you're powerful women, so we can make it official. Powerful, disruptive women. Eh, whatever. So in other words, if you're a girl boss, you can be a witch too. You have untapped power and the potential. Barf. Anyways. It's, it's so on the nose. It is great. So to become a witch, you have to sign your name in a book of witchcraft. So the Malificarum is what they're going to do. They have to pledge their allegiance to Hecate. Uh, then they got to do a dance, which is actually really cute. They're dancing to Splish Splash. <laughs> they look like they're having fun. Of course they are. Everyone was having fun in this episode, including yeah. Kiernan. Like, yeah. I don't hate that part of it at all. No, I, I don't hate this at all. I, ha- I don't hate the idea. I hate what happens. <laughs> I hate the execution of said ideas. Oh, you mean because it's entirely exposition until it's to retcon the chilling adventures of Sabrina? Oh, that's, yeah, that's an entire episode, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, they're dancing, and now they are the sisterhood of the night. And so they've got to create a portal to coax the souls back into their body. And so they got to get the bodies there and then go to this sweet hereafter and tell them, like, yo, come back. So then she's got a cute line where she's like, okay, do y'all have a broom or do you want to ride with me? Wink. Wink. Very cute. 
She winks like five times in this episode. Well, it's real annoying. In like the animated stuff, she winked a lot, very a la bewitched. Yeah, but do it once and let, leave it be. Yeah, you do it once as you like say goodbye or something. But and also in her show, she didn't do it very much. <sighs> Anyways, uh, we go out to the casino. Reggie's dad is on fire. Uh, you know, he's doing great winning. Uh, but then he's like not feeling so great. And Reggie's like, oh, my goodness. And uh, his dad's just like, no, don't worry about it. I'm hot. I can't lose tonight. Then we cut back to the morgue. And Sabrina's looking at Jughead and Archie. Because they're going to do a test run. Yeah, they, they're going to like feel it out. Clearly, she's got to make sure this is going to work. They're both super cute. They're so sweet. They're different. They're both super cute. <laughs> um, there's something about this one. So she's going to go with Jughead, which I just am laughing in my brain of those two actors being made up to look like corpse just sitting there. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it, those, the realities of what it's like to shoot some of those things just crack me up. Also, I thought about initially, it was like, oh, because Jughead's probably the one with the most like kind of mysticism about him. And I was like, no, because Jughead's the one who looks the most like Nick Scratch. Yeah. That's why she picks him. He has the darkness in him. Mm -hmm. They get Jughead back to Thornhill. They get it, you know, set up to go through this portal. Tabs is like, okay, tell him I miss him. And she's like, sure, absolutely. And it just is off. It is very off. And so Sabrina goes into the portal with Jughead's body. Well, and the big thing she points out is they have to want to come back. Yeah. She can't force anybody to come back. Yeah. So she goes, and then vintage Sabrina walks into Pops. This is adorable. It is adorable. Her hair isn't white enough in the comic book, and that's the look they're going for. Sabrina's hair is stark white. Yeah. And they didn't do that, and that's what they missed. Whatever. It's adorable. It's a mess. So Jughead's there with his hamburger. He can hear again. And Sabrina is just telling him what's going on. And he's like, what's the point of going back? Like, like, I got everything I need here. He's very smug. And I do love a smug jug. I just do. <laughs> it's very fun. She reminds him about Tabitha. And he goes, I think about her a lot. And I hope to see her soon, but not too soon. And so she's like, OK, cool. And she starts to go. And then she goes, can I ask a favor? Something else you might help me with? Hmm. Oh, Sabrina. Sabrina. We go back to the casino, but this time we're in the vault and Percy has Kevin in there. And he's like, you know, I always thought you were weak, but uh, now you've proved me right. Uh, he's trying to echo Adam to tell him what his friends are up to. And Kevin just thinks of his friends that, you know, the, those fun moments with them and how they have really have tried to care for him. And he's just like, nope. Uh, just kill me and Percy's just like you know what Piggy I just might Ooh, he's mad he is pissed because they're getting they're getting the better of him like he doesn't like that uh I was just happy for Kevin I was like yeah he found his anchor yes mm -hmm. Kevin's back yeah and so we go back to Thornhill and Sabrina returns to the portal with Jughead and Tabitha's all like, oh, my God, Jughead, I missed you. And you're back. And like she goes to hug him and he doesn't really hug back. She's what is it? What's wrong? I'm not Jughead. What? Then who are you? And for everyone, this is my boyfriend, Nick Scratch. And 
the rest of the ladies make the most disgusted, shocked faces ever. <laughs> we had a little commercial break here, and then when we come back, it's just like, so what? Like, so your boyfriend's soul is in my boyfriend's body. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm Nick Scratch. What's up, ladies? And Betty instantly, without missing a beat, goes, yeah, that's not Jughead. That's oh, definitely not Jughead. <laughs> I love it. It is so funny. And I mean, this is stupid, but I like Cole playing this vibe in this world because it's so the opposite of Jughead. What's up, ladies? <laughs> it's it's very fun and so they're getting mad and i was like how could you steal my boyfriend's body he's like hey i got consent which is, which <laughs> is true with his consent there and she's like also nick is a necromancer so we need his help which is fair it's fair it's not why she brought him back <laughs> no but it's not not why she brought him back it's convenient uh it's a classic sabrina mess around yeah, pretty much. Um, she's like, okay, so like y'all need to go over. And they're like, what? She goes, look, they're not going to listen to me. You know them. So you need to do this. And they're like, fine. She's like, she's going to summon Carry On, who's like a work friend. <laughs> and Cheryl's like, fine, I'll go for TT and Fangs, I guess. But it's like, I'll go for Archie. And then like, Nick and Sabrina like have this little like little, little like side conversation. Has anyone put a hex on you? It's like no. I mean, I was recently called the whore of Babel. I'm like ah, that's it. That'll do it. You can't go. Yeah, you can't get into heaven. <laughs> Which is great. I mean, I I really do love this. And Betty, of course. Well, that figures. <laughs> yeah. And so. Like, well, do, do, do any of you have a connection to Archie? And Betty just, like, points at Veronica but doesn't say anything. And Veronica's like... Oh, God. She's like, sure. Kill me temporarily so I can go visit my ex-boyfriend in heaven. Why not? Oh, Veronica. <laughs> yeah. So Veronica's got to go after Archie. It's <laughs> great. Just twist the knife more. Twist it. This is one of the rare cases in the show where it's like, nah, this bit works real well. Yeah, no, it, I'm into it, but I would be more into it if these types of things have been established over the last six seasons, but they weren't, so fuck it. Whatever. It's <sighs> it's glorious awkwardness. Also, Tabitha, I think, is about ready to clock Sabrina in the face. Like, I, hope, I, hope, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been mad. Um, <laughs> we go to the casino office, and we're watching... Percy and Reggie talk um, in a reflection and Percy just says Kevin's betrayed us so you got to kill him and then when you do we can give Kevin's heart to Reggie's dad I can offer you a miracle yeah so punish Kevin and save your father there's no dilemma and Reggie's just like oh no (laughs) oh man Reggie Reggie is finally meeting his his limit Mm mm-hmm we go back to Thornhill. The girls are laying on the floor. They start the ritual. But they put the coins on their eyes to pay carry on. Um, he shows up. Betty's very freaked out by him. And then they all go. Like we see, we we see their ghosty vibes. Their souls. Their souls. And they go. And then they're like, okay, so like what's happening? It's like, okay, they're gonna, they're gonna go give the try to get the souls to come back. And so Betty's like, what do we do? Just hang out? 
Sabrina's like, yeah, just watch over their bodies, make sure nothing bad happens to them. But in the meantime, I was hoping Nick and I could sneak out for a quick date. Are there any yummy places in town? Betty has the most perturbed face ever. You bitch. <laughs> even Heather, even Heather is like, what the fuck? Yeah. I do absolutely love, you know, I'm looking for Cheryl being like, I'm looking forward to this. How many people could say they died and came back? And Veronica in Riverdale, a lot. Yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I, I'm into it. <laughs> So we go back to Archie's suite hereafter. Uh, Veronica shows up. She's knocking on the door. Archie opens and he's just so excited. So just, and she's just like, I, I thought I would never see you again. He goes, you live down the street. <laughs> and so she explains to him what's going on. And, you know, we cut to them in the living room. And he's just like, I'm done fighting. We fought that war and we won. Um, I can't go back. My place is here with Betty and the kids. And Betty comes in. And she's like, oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. Are you staying for dinner? And Veronica's like, no. She's like, hey, it was good to see you. And then Betty leaves. And Archie just doesn't want to go. And so Veronica does ask him, you know, just think about it. I know you'll do the right thing. Because he's Archie. Uh, we go over to Tang's apartment. And Anthony comes in. is like, I got to talk to y'all. And they're like, what? What is it, son? I'm in love with Timmy Twist. And we're getting married. And they turn into the biggest fucking dorks. <laughs> like, it's it's cute and also annoying, but whatever. It would be cute if it were in any way real, but it's so cloying. Yeah. That it's just dumb and annoying. However, we get the perfect person to come in and needle scratch this shit. Yeah, the needle scratch is horrible. Like. It is not, it should not be in this scene at all. It should be at Pops, not this one. But regardless. Cheryl comes in and is like, yeah, no. Don't pop the champagne quite yet. Can the grown-ups have a word? I mean, Anthony's like a man. Yeah. And so, you know, she's just like, hey, look, this is your version of Serpent Heaven. This isn't this isn't real. And they're like, we went on our honeymoon and everything's great. And Fangs is pissed. He's like, this is just like when Polly and Jason got married. You tried to sabotage them, too. And she's like, what? Jason and Polly got married? Because this is a whole different world. Uh-huh. Yeah. I am not here to cause chaos for a change. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cheryl. Yeah. Um, consider what I'm saying. Listen to your heart. Listen to your mother's heart. You'll know it's real. So then we go... Back to the pops in the sky and Tabitha's in there and she sees Jughead signing comic books. And there's a kid there talking to him with a crown just like him. And she doesn't want to interrupt. So she goes and sits at the counter and she hears this. It took you long enough. You finally made it to heaven. And she's like, don't I know you? And so she flashes back to when she met him in Rivervale. And then she goes, your name is Raphael. And he goes, it is. And you're my guardian angel. I am. So we're here for the signing. I'm here for Jughead, but he's having a good time. I just want to give him a minute to let him finish up. And Raphael just says, okay, while you're waiting, why don't I bring you up to speed on a few things? Oh. Hmm. So then Cheryl goes to Thornhill and she sees Nana, whose eye is all better, Polly, Jason, and Dagwood. And she's just blown away. And, you know, she's talking to them. And, you know, we find out that Polly is pregnant with triplets this time. And Cheryl just cries. Mm -hmm. uh, she's just like, 
I'm relieved to see you thriving. And Polly's like, we miss you so much. There's no reason to miss us. You can stay right here in Thornton Hill for as long as you want. And Cheryl's just like, if only that were true. This is the best scene Cheryl's had in a long time. It's very sweet. It reminds us that she does truly love her family. Even if she's a nightmare of a person, she does love her family. I think it's also interesting to remember Dagwood's dead, but Juniper's not. So Juniper doesn't exist in this world. Juniper's the second born. I know. But in this world, Juniper doesn't exist. There's no Juniper in that scene because these people are all dead. I think it's just that they're dead and they found each other and that Juniper will be with them when she when it's her time to go. No, Juniper doesn't exist in this world. I don't think so. No, no, no. I don't. I don't she's not dead. I don't believe it. Anyways, this is bad writing plot holes. It is bad writing. But regardless, I just I just love the fact that like she has always felt guilty and like she had a part in all of these problems, mm-hmm. whether she did or not. And so now to see them all alive and thriving is just this total moment of relief for her. Well, it's kind of like, oh, this is what it could have been like. Yeah, it's really sweet. Like, yeah. it's one of the few times I've ever been like, oh, Cheryl. We go to the Italian restaurante, Sakina Sakasa. And it's just Sabrina and Jugnik. 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 He's in, a, he's in a viable body. And he's just like, you're up to something. And she's like, no, not at all. It's just this opportunity fell in my lap. Um, and then she's just sad. She's just sad. We could run away, left Greenville, left everyone behind. And, you know, he's just like, no, we did what we were supposed to do. And witches don't cry. Oh, look, a Sabrina episode. I know. Let's just retcon all that bullshit. Anyways, look, I haven't even seen the last season of it, so I don't know any of this storyline, but it really is just like, no, why? Why would you make this a plot point? Yeah, it's just unnecessary. We go back to the casino and Reggie and his dad are having dinner and he's Reggie's just like, you're going to get everything you want, dad. And his dad is just like, you know, I know I have limited time and I was a bad father and a bad husband. And, uh, you know, it's made me examine my life. And uh, now that I'm in the line, I, I want to go out with dignity. And, you know, Reggie's like, oh, man, you know, I got I got, you know, you're going to get everything that's coming. And just like now I'm ready to die with honor, which is oh. like really sweet. And also like lovely closure for Reggie and like the bullshit with his dad. Well, more so it's the moral confrontation for Reggie. Of course, it, it, it complicates it more. Because like, oh, this experience has made my dad a better dude. Fuck. (laughs) Well, and and also just like, I have nothing to bargain with this homicidal asshole who wants me to kill one of my best friends. Yeah. Uh, We go to the morgue and it's time to say goodbye to Judd Nick. And, you know, the psychopomps are gathering. um, Those are the fucked up birds that show up when you're astral projecting and Sabrina, which you wouldn't know if you've never watched Sabrina. So this is stupid. Um, and they kiss and he goes away. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. Reggie goes back to his room and he flops on his bed. And now his conscience is talking to him via his ventriloquist dummy. The best. Love the it. best. And it's just like, are you a ghost? No, your conscience. You can't kill Keller, but you already know that. And like, they just like him talking to himself is hilarious. What'd you do in high school when you didn't know the answer on a multiple choice test? Don't take the test. 
get your dad, get your pal, and blow out of town. And I really liked this part because the person thinks he knows what you want, money, power, respect. But to what you really want is to be the hero and alive. <laughs> and alive. <laughs> and that is also very true. He he does want money, power, and respect. He does. But he there is a line for Reggie. And it's selling out the people who do mean a lot to him. He's not going to do that. But he also <laughs> would like to be considered the hero, if at all possible. Even more importantly, don't die, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, Reggie's dumb, but he's not stupid. No. So, <laughs> time to regroup with the witch. All right, so we go back to Thornhill. Everyone's back. No one wants to come back. They're all really happy in their sweet hereafters. Shocking. Shocking. I mean, fair. They're in heaven. Uh, okay, so Sabrina's like, all right, so time to move on to plan B. Where's this plan C? Cheryl has to do it. Huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have some potent gifts. And she's like, yeah, I know. I have telekinesis. Like, no, that's just like a little bit of like your bigger power. You have the power of the phoenix. Gift of resurrection. Commercial break. <laughs> Commercial break. Barf. Blech. <laughs> Stupid. Anyways, so are there any risks to doing it? Like, you're just going to have to pull them back. Heather explains, okay, this is dangerous because when we bring back souls who aren't willing, they could come back incomplete. They could be sick or they could, like, hate you, ripping them away. Um, so the way to do this is we've got to burn all the bodies so they can rise from their ashes. And Cheryl's <laughs> just like, all right, we'll do it in the mines. Okay, I guess. <laughs> sure. The the great part that Madeline Petch is doing this whole episode is that just over her face, you're seeing the wash of, fuck me, me? I have to pull this off? I mean, if Madeline Petch gets a Marvel deal out of all this bullshit, good for her. <laughs> um, Yeah, that girl has been selling a turd for a long time. Uh, Her and the costume people, they've been doing a fabulous job. Mm -hmm. We go back to the casino and Reggie has broken out Kevin and Keller stops them. So they push a table and then Frank is at the other door and then Percy shows up and he's just, I'm not surprised, but I am disappointed. Oh, Percival, you jackass. Yeah. Then we go back to the mine and all the bodies are in are in there. They've been wrapped up. They're on pyres. And Cheryl's just uh, sucking up. I love. All right, Cheryl Marjorie Blossom. It's, it's all, all up, up to you. you. So she starts. He, she starts giving her incantation. Then the bodies start to burn. And so then we cut to Archie and his sweet hereafter. And he's put on his military uniform. And Betty comes in. And she goes, "Oh, does this mean you're leaving because of what Veronica said?" And he's like, if there's a chance that what Ronnie said is true, I can't sit out a war. And yep. he's like, I know, just come home to me. And then he's just like, it, it's it's getting hot in here and he's burning up. And like, you can see him sweating. So we, we know his body is burning. Mm -hmm. Then we go over to um, the Tang's apartment and Tony is going through their wedding album. And Fangs is like, is it getting hot in here? Is the AC broken? What's going on? And Tony's like, hey. Um, there's no photos after our wedding, just blank pages. I think Cheryl was right. I don't think we're meant to be here. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Then we go to the pops in the sky and Jughead is like dripping sweat. And he's like, I'm melting here. Hey, pop. <laughs> you turn on the AC? Great. It's adorable. 
go back to the mine. The bodies are completely engulfed in flames. A phoenix, in blue flame. In blue flame, which is very cool. Phoenix, you know, comes from the fire and we see the bodies come back. We see all of our friends standing in the blue flames. They're here. In a green screen. <laughs> yes, and she cries. No, well, it's sweet. And Cheryl got to do a good. Yeah, Cheryl, Cheryl got to do a good. So later at Thornhill, Sabrina's walking out and Cheryl's, you know, saying goodbye. And Sabrina says, I hope you don't get in trouble for what you did. You need to be careful. And she's like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> and Sabrina's like, death doesn't like to be cheated. And you can see on her face that Cheryl is a little concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> we go over to the Jabatha apartment. And Tabitha is just talking to Jughead, who we're looking at Jughead, and he looks pissed. It's like, I needed you back. Um, you know, I had to do everything. And, and, and also, I wanted you back. He goes, wait, say that again. Well, if we have any hope of stopping Percival, we need to bring everyone back. You, you included. And he's like, I can hear you. What? Me. Like, he, and then he, she thinks. And then she thinks. And he goes, yeah, I heard that too. And it's just like, I, I'm not deaf anymore, but I can still read thoughts. And and he and he's just like well, that cushions the blow. <laughs> I don't love that line. I well, I think it's a little bit funny considering they were blown up. And yeah. also, he misses his pops in the sky. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, it's it's just the it, that's not intentionally bad, but it's just the again the weak framing of it is just like guys, come on, this doesn't yeah. have to be a, a weakness. I mean, it's whatever but i i love the line she goes maybe cheryl's phoenix power rebooted you reset your system somehow and he's just like oh my god i just remembered in the bunker right before i died there was another jughead dun 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 so okay the crossover is officially happening in jughead's life cool we go over to thornhill cheryl's talking to heather and you know, she's just like, you know, how was the sweet hereafter, Cheryl? Because it was painful at first seeing my own happy, seeing my own family happy without me. And I couldn't help but think, what if they were given a second chance? And Heather's like, they've been gone so long. And Cheryl's like, yeah, I know, but I needed to try. What do you mean? <laughs> and so then we hear a door open and then Nana, Polly, Jason all come in and are like, sorry, we're late. And Cheryl just gets, I was like, oh, on the contrary, dearest sister, you're right on time. Welcome home, Blossoms. And Heather is concerned. She is not pleased. This is not going to end well. To be fair, Nana and Dagwood were coming back. Yeah. No matter what. They True. were part of the seven. They were, but, they uh, were part, they, they were part of that sacrifice. But Polly and Jason, uh-uh. No. <laughs> no. And Jason's body's been fucked up a lot. It's not gonna end well. No, uh, we go over to the Andrews house, and Archie's telling Betty about it, and she goes, "Wait, we couldn't come up with more creative names." <laughs> so cute, and like he just reiterates, like, "But being married to you and having a family with you, it was literally like my heaven," which is very sweet. Bone zone, and then Tabitha goes to check on Veronica. She goes, why? Because I'm alone and dealing with the fact that Betty and Archie are endgame, which barf, that fucking word. And then. So Tabs is like, yes, in a lot of future scenarios, I saw Betty and Archie are endgame. And Veronica's like, yeah, I bet I'll be planning their wedding. She goes, and I shouldn't be saying this in an almost equal number of scenarios, 
you and Archie are endgame. And Rog is like, meaning your romantic future is up for grabs. <gasps> okay. No, I get I, that. I get the frustration. Yeah. But I actually don't hate the way this is framed because we're talking about, right, she's she's seeing the future and she's seeing all these different possibilities. What this really boils down to is like, hey, Veronica, you're in control of whatever the fuck happens to you on this. No, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm also fine with flirting with the idea that we we, we have to we absolutely 100 percent have to in season seven have an episode where Archie has to really reckon with who does he want to be with because it isn't just up to the ladies it's also up to him and I want that classic Archie storyline where they issued two comics one where he married Betty and one where he married Veronica I need that in a fucking episode what I appreciated about this was it was a really clever way for them to point out that it is not as set in stone as you have decided it is, Veronica. Eh, I wish they, I don't know, they, they've written Veronica horribly this season, so I don't care. I really just don't care. I thought it was a good line, but I, I also don't agree it fixes anything about her character. It, it doesn't fix anything at all in any way. I just, I think the only thing it does is set us up for an episode where Archie really has to examine what his life will be like if he stays with Veronica or he stays with Buddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We go back to the vault and now Kevin, Reggie, and his dad are are stuck there. Um, that's where they're going to be left because instead of having a single execution, now they're going to have three. Oh, um, joy. Great. And so they left and they're all like, fuck, we're screwed. And Reggie's like, hey, before coming to bust you out, I grabbed a little insurance policy from the shop. And he pulls a dagger from his boot. And he goes, this is one of Percival's magic weapons. It won't break us out of here. But it'll be perfect for sticking in someone's neck. Hopefully Percival's. Then he does a little stabby because he's Reggie. Because <laughs> he's Reggie. Then we go to the Tang's apartment and Tony's rocking Anthony and Fang's is there. And Tabitha comes in. She's like, I'm glad you, you both made it back. And. Uh, and it's like, and I hope you are too. And they're like, we are definitely, but we still don't know how or why Anthony survived the plague of the firstborn. And I was like, oh, well, I learned a few things during my visit to the suite hereafter. The first is maybe Anthony can't die because he's immortal. Huh? How do you know that? <laughs> because an angel told me. And he also told me that I'm Riverdale's guardian angel. Riverdale. Sure. So dumb. <laughs> Tabitha being the guardian angel I'm fine with that makes sense if Pops is the beacon of hope she is our current pop essentially she's she's the Tate in charge so she would take up that mantle I'm fine with that that makes sense for her character her position in the show she'd take up that mantle shut up <laughs> just, I'm so embarrassed for you right now <laughs> I mean, it's a good pun, but also sad. sad. This show has way worse puns. Oh, let's 100%. be very clear. I'm not denying that, but come <laughs> on, David, have some self-respect. But the baby is this baby is pointless. This baby is immortal. <laughs> that's that's really what this has come to be. Oh, oh, you don't even know. I don't even know, and yet I know this baby is pointless. <laughs> 
You're just going to have to wait to find out. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got three more episodes. Of this really stupid television show. I, we have one more season to do. <laughs> one more. God damn it. Dear Lord. Until next time. Hashtag Bulldogs, Bulldogs Forever. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.